When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up, what do you got? All right, so during the pandemic, we heard of a lot of companies that were marking up goods ridiculously, right? So somebody got caught. Smart and Final is about to pay 175 k for pricing eggs 10% higher than what they should be. Pricing what? Like eggs. Huevos. Oh, eggs. Yeah, eggs. Huevos. Eggs. Huevos. Go ahead. Laura. So they are going to pay 175k to customers. They released a statement saying that they value their customers and that they weren't intentionally doing that, but that a lot of um, provi- uh, providers were saying, "Hey, you know what? We're low on stock, so we're going to increase prices for you guys." And they increased it for the customer, but mm-mm, they didn't need to. Gouged, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's 175k, and I feel like that's a little low. But you know, what do I know? Yeah. Well, be well, careful. I mean, listen, I think because of the way things are going, there's going to be there's there's probably a lot of that. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of gas stations around town that are charging way more than they're supposed to as well. I mean, granted, that's a little um, I guess a little more subjective, but there are some places where allegedly they're charging like a dollar more than other places per gallon, mm-hmm. which is wild. So. So how do people like if you get this one thing I hate about these weird situations you said that they're paying customers 175k how do people like like, get that money total no it's like a well yes obviously they're not giving one person or or multiple people i'm just saying like who's gonna go through the trouble to get you know what i mean like you probably have to jump through hoots just to get the what like three or four dollars you gotta fill out a lot of stuff online is my guess because there's always these class action suits um you just have to fill out a lot of paperwork yeah i i don't i don't know if people are gonna go through that and, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, right? So I agree, Lindsay. I just feel like we do need to hold these places accountable for doing that because, you know, people lost their jobs. People were going through a lot of things, and it was hard to find certain things. I remember when we went to the grocery store and couldn't find eggs, right? So for me, it's just I like that we're holding them accountable, whether we're going to see the money or not and whether we're going to go through the trouble of it. Eh. I don't know. Let me ask everybody here a question. You go to the grocery store right now, you're going to buy a dozen eggs, right? I'm not talking about organic eggs, cage-free eggs, nothing. Just regular 12 eggs. You ready? George, how much is a dozen eggs? How much are a dozen eggs? Six bucks. Okay, Laura, what do you think? I go to Walmart, it's like three, four bucks, bro. I don't know. I'm just asking. Lens? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't go, do I don't do the grocery shopping, so I don't know. Yeah, I love I grocery know. shopping. I don't remember the last time you I do? I do. I love grocery shopping. What? But here's the thing. No, it's true. I love it. No, I, I don't mind going to the supermarket to pick up a few things, but I don't do like the, the grocery shopping on the regular. So oh, dude, I, don't I do it all the time. I'm a single dad, but the thing is, I love it. I actually love going to the grocery store. Here's the thing. If I walked into Smart and Final and I were going to buy a dozen eggs, and the eggs were like $15 for a dozen. I'd be like, damn, that's a lot of money for eggs. But if the eggs were like 6 bucks, I'd be like, I don't know if that's a lot or if that's kind of the regular price. Like, I would have to, I wonder what the price was that made somebody say, that is wrong, man. They are gouging me for eggs. Because I really don't know what a dozen eggs cost. Anybody know? 
You know what would make you realize it is if you go to Hawaii because I remember when I was in Hawaii oh, yeah, because everything's imported. It was like ten bucks, and I was like, I know that's not right. It's like four dollars yeah. cap. You don't know what it does. Yeah, it's like four bucks. What do you think? George said six. Laura said I like don't know three. What they six are like the heavy four. organic ones. Yeah, but if you you can get the brown ones for like four four twenty nine. I eat a lot of eggs. They're good on the keto. Yeah. Egg I mean, I'm just wondering, like, somebody eggs walks into bacon. Smart and Final, they're like, yo, these eggs are like $35 for a dozen. Something's wrong here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So you asked me, Kaplan, about this Doc Rivers thing to the Lakers. And, yeah. I, again, I don't understand it. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why this is a thing. Um, but because there is a history between <laughs> Doc Rivers and the Lakers, like Doc Rivers has said some stuff about the Lakers in the past that I don't think the fans particularly will forget anytime soon where he talked about, like, I don't think the Minneapolis championship should count. And he's not alone on that. I know that there are plenty of particularly a lot of people who, uh, let's just say, have been associated with the Celtics in some way, shape or form have said. Um, and then and, and of course they would. But. The other part, like, you know, Laura always makes fun of the quote-unquote selfies the Clippers put up. Mm -hmm. That was a Doc Rivers thing. He wanted to cover up the banners. Why do I got to look at the Lakers' banners when I'm the home team? Because we changed um, So, yeah, like that, it would be a wild turn of events if that were the case. Be, not, not to mention the least of which he's already the coach of a team that could win a championship right yeah, now. Yeah, if you were going to tell me, hey, look, the Lakers are going to go find a coach who happens to be currently employed by another NBA team, Doc Rivers' name is not the first one that comes to mind. I'll tell you the first one that does is sure. Jason Kidd. In other words, if you were going to say to me, hey, look, we need to have a guy who knows our franchise, knows LeBron, knows AD, understands the inner workings of what we do around here, I would think Jason Kidd's name would, would pop up before Doc Rivers' name. But we're talking about coaches who are currently gainfully employed. And in the case of Doc Rivers, is on a team or one of the favorites to come out of the East. I don't know why this name pops up. Was there a report? Did, did somebody uh, got some Apparently they're saying Jake Fisher from Bleacher, Bleacher Report reported it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And then where's Quinn Snyder's name come from? Well, I've heard that bandied about all over the internet. I don't know where that one came from either. Maybe it was the same Bleacher Report story that people are talking about. But um, Quinn Snyder, I mean, Quinn Snyder also has, um, look, first of all, he's an excellent coach as well. Like, I'm not, uh, you know, and, and look, I know people like to kind of rip on Doc, right? And But Doc, at the end of the day, was still considered one of the top 15 coaches of all time, um, you know, whether you like it or not. Um, but, you know, Quinn also has Laker ties. He was an assistant uh, back in the 2011-12 season. Um, for the Lakers, so it, you know he 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 ha he has been here before. So I think that is probably why people immediately go to him. So I would guess that um, the next Laker coach, if if what we're talking about is right, that Frank Vogel is going to get let go. And George, what would you what would you set the line at here? Are we talking? Is it two to one? He's a, it's obvious he's going to get fired. Is I mean, it, it seems fairly obvious at this point that there's going to be a separation. Yes. Yep, I would think so as well. And by the way, I would think that if you're Frank Vogel, you're like, that's fine by me. I, I'm good. I'm walking out of town. I got this ring. I got a bank account full of money. Um, I am not the person to be blamed for what happened here this year. So I can look at myself in the mirror and I can go on with my career. So I don't think Frank Vogel is going to be torn up about getting let go. Nobody likes to get fired and nobody likes to be unsuccessful. But I don't think Frank Vogel is going to look at this year and go, man, I really let this team down or man, I'm a terrible coach. But I would think that whoever becomes the next Laker coach 
is going to be a name that's probably going to surprise us. You mentioned Juwan Howard. That would be a surprise until, of course, you just mentioned it, and that made a lot of sense. But I just don't, I don't think we're going to see or hear like some big-time name. Like, can you think of anybody that's out there and available that's got a lot of NBA experience, championship-caliber experience that's sitting on the sidelines somewhere? Not, I mean, there's, there's championship experience? I mean, somebody who walks through the locker room and everybody in that locker room, especially LeBron and AD, go, you know what? Resume, check. Um, experience, check. Coach Big Stars, right on. Can handle this market, can handle this team, this franchise. Like, I, I just, there's nobody that comes to mind that's sitting out there that's, that's like automatic walk through the door, instant credibility kind of guy. So I'm saying that whoever eventually becomes the next Laker head coach could be what I'll call a storyline, like a Jawan Howard. You build a story. Played with LeBron, won two championships, had a 15- to 20-year playing career, uh, got his coaching start under Riley and under Spolstra, and then becomes the head coach at his alma mater and leads his team to a Sweet 16. And And has a relationship with the general manager. I'll add that as well. So I think that the next head coach, whoever he or maybe she might be, is uh, is somebody whose name right now we're not coming up with outside of Doc Rivers and Quinn Snyder. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, whoever handles this team has to be someone with some experience. It can't be, like, I mean, Jawan would be the least amount of experience in that situation that I would that I would say would be required to handle this particular franchise. You don't think anybody's calling Luke Walton back? No. Uh, the Jason Kidd thing is interesting because we've talked about this, you know, when we were talking about, remember all those games when they lost to Denver or whatever by 36 or whatever it was early in the season, mm-hmm. and everyone thought Frank was getting fired and they, you know, it was like reporting that he was on the plane or whatnot. Um, you know, back then, Ramona talked about it on our show about that perhaps if Jason Kidd was still on this team that – he might have that Frank might have gotten fired and they may have just handed over the reins to Jason Kidd at that point, but they, they just didn't have anyone they felt like could make this turn this thing around. So Jason Kidd is an interesting name, but if you're Jason Kidd, are you leaving Luka Doncic right now who's hasn't even scratched the surface of the peak of his powers yet and has them in the third seed, I believe, if I recall correctly, um, to, to coach well, they're technically the fourth right now to coach this team right now? Like, I, I don't know if I would, if no, I were I him. If, if I were Jason Kidd and I were the assistant on the Lakers and they were getting rid of Frank oh, and they right. were going to promote but not, me. You, but you'd have to leave Dallas in this situation, which, again, would require compensation, which means the Lakers are not capable of doing that. Yeah, this was um, – and by the way, for all the things we've talked about that went wrong this year, um, the, the leaving the, – the coaching staff, the way it was torn apart before the season, is something that we've never really discussed you know, I mean, we maybe scratch the surface here or there. Well, yeah, Jason but, Kidd, Lionel Hollins is another person. Let's not forget about Lionel. Lionel was, was Frank's defensive coordinator on this team. And Frank's a great defensive coach, too, don't get me wrong. But Lionel Hollins, another guy who had been an NBA head coach before on this roster. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, George, I think uh, your Jawan Howard concept is a good one. But it just makes me think that whoever ultimately takes over this team is a name that right now is is something that we're not coming up with, and it's not somebody who's currently employed by another NBA team. I just don't buy that Doc Rivers is going to, you know, leave Philadelphia or that somebody's going to be able to work out a deal. Remember when when uh, when Gruden left and went from the Raiders to the Buccaneers? How there was an actual transaction that happened there? Yeah, it was a so, first round pick. 
Right. So I just wonder, is there any sort of transaction? And by the way, is there any coach that you'd want so much that you'd make some sort of Yeah, but what are you going to do? You're going to give up the 2027 first-round pick for a coach? You, you're probably going to need that to get rid of Russell, uh, to move on from Russell Westbrook. Maybe somebody would take Russell Westbrook. We'll take your coach. You give us, we'll, we'll give you Russ. You give us your coach. Man, I don't know about that. How about Magic as the coach? What do you think? By the way, I do have a potential Russell Westbrook trade. That actually could work. Okay. How about Kurt Rambis as the coach? No. How about um, Phil Jackson returning? I don't see that either. I'm um, just throwing out options here. I mean, listen, if it didn't happen the day he showed up at the arena and everyone, and if no one talked, I mean, he's old, man. Like, Phil, 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 Phil can't be coaching teams at this stage. Are you crazy? I think you just coach home games. No, they, they talked about that one time many, many <laughs> moons ago. That didn't work out. That, that wasn't going to happen. Not happening now. Just He's 76 up with ideas, years George. old, Phil Jackson, for God's sake. I understand. I'm just I'm jealous because I think your Jawan Howard idea sounded so smart that I'm jealous that I'm now having to come up with ideas of my own. <laughs> well, how about this? I got another. I got a Russell Westbrook idea. Okay, let's hear it. We'll hear it on the other side. We're back in three minutes and 15 seconds. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. It is Sedano and Cap, a live imaging Tuesday. Back on this day in 2008, the number one hit, Liana Lewis. One day Kaplan's going to sing this about Rachel right here, like when she breaks it down and goes, I'm bleeding love. Ooh, <laughs> nice. It's also National Caramel Day. I'm not a big caramel guy. Oh, really? Caramel's all right. It's not like a go-to every day, but it's good. And go for broke day. That's like Kaplan every day. Wow. Is go, yeah, go for broke day. Yeah. Yeah. That's you. You go for it. Big time. Have you joined yeah. the Sedano and Cap community on Twitter? Here's what you do. Go to Twitter. Search communities, which is the little two people at the bottom there, right? That's the two people. That's what you say, yeah. Sedano? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Search Sedano. for Sedano and Cap. And then, boom, ask to get into the community, and we're going to let you in so you can press the flesh with your fellow Sedano and Cap. We've listeners. grown the community pretty big, man. I, it's, uh, I got to be honest. As much as we give them a hard time, the nonstop promotion on Mason and Ireland, it made it pop today. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Hey, Chris, since it's uh, Live Imaging Tuesday. Yes, Cap. Um, I got to tell you, man, I really loved our Saturday morning brunch, our mimosas, yeah. those little breakfast ball things that I were out of this the world. You breakfast balls, didn't you? I thought they were great. Um, the, the I couldn't believe it. it's like 1030 in the morning and it's like a nightclub in this restaurant in downtown San Diego. DJ is pumping out jams. Uh, there's people with sparklers singing happy birthday. I mean, it was, it was 1030 popping. in the morning, not 1030 at night. Werewolf over there in San Diego at the gas lamp. It was fun. Yeah. And you, my friend, for someone who, George, you know that Chris has wanted me to break it off with Rachel, you know. Yeah. But I don't think that's the case anymore, Chris. I think you. Uh, I think I thought you. She, listen, I thought she was nice. She she connected very much with my lady friend. There, they're texting away now, still to this day, and uh, you know things are good. I can't complain. It was a nice morning. I don't know if I need it that often. Maybe once every six months. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not something where like every weekend we're going to hook up with you. But you know, every once in a while, 
Well, I just thought there was the instant connection between you and Rachel when you were both having these conversations about her mom was a big radio star in San Diego growing up. Your dad was a, a radio legend in L.A. growing up. I mean, I think there was like instant connection between you two. Yeah. By the way, uh, Mor- Morales, the uh, community yes, loved your uh, your swipe at Lindsay when you said it, uh, they wrote in Morales said Cleveland style pizza LMFAO. LMFAO, <laughs> Lindsay, you're wait, not wait, mad at wait that. Wait a minute, right? have have you ever been to Cleveland oh, and had pizza on, there though? Oh, I mean, stop! Come on, no, no, just, not a just thing. saying. Now, don't, not it is a thing. It's definitely no, it's a not, thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's a thing. You guys just no. don't think it's a thing What's because you've never had it. What's the Cleveland pizza? Domino's? No. Ooh. There's a there's like two places that are really good. People wait in line for hours to go there. Yeah. Well. Okay. Cool. I mean, I, I mean, come on. Hey, it's better than any of the nasty pizza I've had here. Oh, well, that, that, come on now. I, I have legit t- yet to find a good pizza place that I like besides the only place that I can eat is, like, chain places, like no, go to Pizza John, Hut and go Domino's. To, there's a Johnny's I just looked up. There's a yeah, John, Johnny's terrible. John, I've had oh, that place. It's oh, terrible. Oh, gosh. Wow. Wow. Terrible. Rough crowd. What about Sorry, G- Johnny's. Have you been to Joe's Pizza? It's not for me. Joe, Johnny's is not for me. You ever uh, been down to Anthony's? Oh, Andy. I don't know what Joe's is. Come here, Andy. Anthony. Yeah, Yo, Anthony. Come Anthony. on. Come on, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony. Listen, there is a whole world outside of Los Angeles, you know. Uh, like, yeah, we know, but Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland <laughs> Lindsay, Cleveland no, is, is not some sort of culinary like 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 city. Oh, like, you want to bet? You want to bet? Wow. I will bet you whatever you'd like Fight right him, now. Fight him, Lindsay. Let's get a chef. Let's is. get a chef on and let's ask them that. Like someone who travels the world and let's ask them if Cleveland is some sort of culinary metropolis. Okay. Okay, she's I don't mean culinary as in like you know what what's like the French cuisine with all the the diamonds and stuff. The five no, I, it doesn't places. even need to be Michelin like, stars. Michelin Cle- stars. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't need to be that. But I'm just Cleveland, saying, like, I think is known for having a lot of great restaurants. The only Michelin that Cleveland's got is tires. Okay. Yeah. That's that's an Akron, but okay. Well, that is the you know, isn't he the son no. from Akron or something? Yeah, but that, that's two to- totally different places. Ask LeBron. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, George, um, what, you know, somebody in the community has come up with a really good concept here as we were talking about who might replace Frank Vogel. Poor guy is like yeah. driving in tonight or he's on the bus in, in Phoenix and he's like, they're already talking about firing me. I mean, I thought that ship sailed six months ago. How about Coach Mike Krzyzewski? What do you think about Coach K? No, dude, like maybe 10 years ago. I mean, they tried that uh, like twice here. No. Yeah, but he's available. He just retired. Like, he doesn't want to coach anymore. He left Team USA. Like, why would he want to coach the Lakers? Wait a minute, you got out of our Cleveland pizza bit for that? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, dude. I mean, listen, this is is heavy-duty stuff, Chris. Oh, man, that's what we got to be doing. More heavy-duty Coach K talk. That's right. Sedano, he, you know what it is? Now. He's ju- he already said it. He's jealous that I came up with Jawan Howard. Right. So I'm trying to combat the Jawan Howard with something <laughs> with else, a ter- with a bunch of terrible takes. Well, wait a second. These aren't my takes. These are in the community. Don't don't knock the community, George. The I community mean, comes up with concepts. Who who in the community said that? This guy. What's his name? Some dude. What's his Twitter? Um, I'm trying to find it. I lost it. Yo, you know who you are. Who came up with this terrible Coach K idea? <laughs> That's you, probably. No, it's not. It's this guy right here. At Midnight 20C. At Midnight 20C? Yeah, at M-I-D-2-O-C. Basketball, guitar, uh, music sign. And beer emoji. All right, whatever. Did you see this so thing from it. Starfish and Coffee in the community that a dozen eggs cost two fifty dollars at yes. Food for Less? Yeah. That's good. 
Yeah. Uh, Mike Mike Pearson. Um, the great friend, Mike Pearson, yes. Who, who worked here for many years, uh, has uh, texted in, LaMonica's in Westwood or right. Mulberry Pizza. LaMonica's in Westwood is great. And Mul- there are Mulberry. Mulberry. There's a yeah. Mulberry in Beverly Hills and one in Sherman Oaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's there right. Mulberry and, and Sherman Oaks. Yeah, Linz, that's not too far from me. I mean, yeah, no, on the but west that, side already. But Mulberry, you'll have a you'll have Sherman a flat Oaks, slice of pizza heart. there, Lindsay. Yeah, I don't I don't want that. I don't want that. Sedano, do you remember that at Fox Sports well, Radio pizza. way back when I ate an entire Mulberry as a bet with the great JC the Brick? <laughs> and I, I was in agony for hours afterwards. <laughs> yes, 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 I do remember that. And he was um, telling me Morales is eating pizza on the floor? Yeah. So, r- real quick, so let me tell you the, the Westbrook deal. You ready? Yeah, I'm Again, ready. R- since I'm doing reckless speculation today, okay? okay? I like it. So, here's the thing. There's only two paths for trading Russell Westbrook, okay? Path number one is you're attaching one of those picks in 2027 or 2029, which could be even more disastrous because chances are, as we've talked about in 2027 or 2029, they're not going to be that good, right? So, I wouldn't do that. Perhaps, though, There is an avenue to bring back a former Laker who's younger. You know, Scott, you had said younger guys, right? Perhaps, right? I mean, as Chuck has said many times this year, a bunch of old geezers, man. Right. That was my Charles Barkley. Here's here's a proposition for you. Okay. Okay. Again, this is reckless speculation. I have not talked to anyone. It is just educated guests basically just knowing the landscape of the league but have not talked to a single soul about this so this is not a report from george sedano zero report okay Okay. it is a negative negative on that negative report yes okay on the reporte negativo on the reporte so reporte negativo uh so here we go russell westbrook Mm -hmm. goes to the knicks Mm -hmm. for julius randall and evan fournier now julius randall and evan fournier make a combined 42 43 million dollars okay, Russ so can make 47 next year mm-hmm. now granted here's the thing mm-hmm. Julius Randle under contract for four more seasons but at a much man- more manageable um salary 23.6 uh, 23.7 next year 25.6 27.5 and then a player option for 29.4 Evan Fournier under contract for two more seasons plus a team option so at 19 million, 19.9, and then a team option of 28. So now I know that the Lakers have wanted to conserve salary cap space, which I talked about yesterday um, in 2023. Hence why they uh, they didn't do the sign and trade for Demar Derozan because the minimum, as we discussed yesterday, if you're going to do a sign and trade, the contract has to be three years. Yeah, okay? I don't believe that. By the way, for one second, I believe what Magic said. Okay, well I'm telling you, Magic is wrong. All right, well, I'm okay. on Team Magic, just so you know. No, Magic is right in Magic's head because Aaron Goodwin, Goodwin I'm sure, did call. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's agent did call him about his client wanted to go to the Lakers. And DeRozan has talked about he wanted to go to the Lakers. Except what I'm telling you is my understanding, allegedly, is that the Lakers were interested in DeRozan, but they could not make that work because the minimum deal they could sign was three years in a sign-and-trade. All and they wanted to fantastic. conserve space in 2023. All right, nonetheless. I, I love the facts. I'm just on Team Magic. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I got it. Okay. Um, so ju- can I entice you for Julius Randle and Russell Westbrook? Or sorry, Julius Randle, Evan Fournier for Russell Westbrook. You got Evan Fournier who's a good shooter, excellent shooter. Um, he's not a stiff on defense. Um, he's not great on defense, but he's not a stiff. Um, and Julius Randle clearly has to get out of New York, as we've seen this year. 
because it has turned sour quick there for him. So you can entice me, and by the way, I'm in. Any kind of deal that can bring two players for the same price as one player who has not fit, I'm all in. But I will say this, George. If you tell me Russell Westbrook goes to the New York Knicks, I have no interest in the Knicks, uh, but I would watch Knicks basketball. Check that. I would watch Knicks postgame press conferences with Russell Westbrook because if Russell Westbrook has gotten testy in his career in places like Oklahoma City or Washington, D.C., um, and has certainly gotten testy with the L.A. media, oh, my. Put Russell Westbrook in New York and have him play for the Knicks. I don't need to see the games. I just need to see the postgame press conferences. Come on. That would be entertaining. Uh, yeah, for sure. But I'm talking about for the Lakers. Do you like it for the Lakers? Um, I do because you're selling me on the skill sets. Julius Randle, check. Evan Fournier, don't know his game. He's a shooter. Well, I'll take your word for it. Again, two for less than one for a guy that doesn't fit and, frankly, kind of been a pain in the butt, you know? I don't think I don't think next year, put it this way, if Russell Westbrook were back on this team next year, I just don't think you're going to see anything different out of him. I don't think he's going to say, you know what, I'm changing everything I do. I'm going to bust my butt all summer long. I'm going to be in the best shape of my life in game one, and I am going to... From from the very beginning till the very end, I'm giving it everything I got. This notion of working yourself into shape, and as Magic said just the other day, he's played better in the last few weeks. Well, Ramona predicted that right around the All-Star break. She said he'll be better because he works himself into shape as the season goes on. I don't know about the rest of you guys. I don't have any patience for that. None, zero. You come into camp ready to roll. Not work your way into shape. What is this, the 1960s? You're smoking a cigarette and you got a security job in the offseason? Nonsense. Making 40-something million dollars. Show up like a pro. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but it, it beats – that is better than giving up your picks in a few years. That's just me, personally. No, I think, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, if there's th- a way there's out a, of it there's – a, There's not an easy way out of this because if you're going to trade Russell Westbrook, you're going to have to take back longer contracts. I got no problem with that. You, listen, you asked the question at the beginning of today's show, what's the first thing you do when this season is officially over, which it should be officially over tonight, okay? And then if it's not officially over tonight, it'll be officially over on Sunday. What's the first thing you do? We both talked about let Frank Vogel go. Don't have him sit around in misery, like waiting to find out what's going to happen. Really, the first thing you should do is try and figure out how are we getting rid of Russell Westbrook? We made a mistake. We admit it. We got to get rid of the guy. How do we do it? If you can do it by trading one for two for the same salary, do it. All right. Coming up next, we'll discuss this further in the 545 segment. We only have uh, two more segments to go because Lakers basketball is coming up in a few minutes. So, But Radio Tinder is up next in two minutes and 15 seconds. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ah, yes. When it's around 5.30 p.m. in the Southland and you hear the Hill Street Blues theme song, you know what it's time for. It's time for that woman, producer Lindsay, who likes her pizza from Cleveland. And you could follow her on Instagram or Twitter. At Lindsay Baseball. Do we have a little Latin vibe in there, uh, producer Laura? Because you know we have a new sponsor for Radio Tinder. Radio Tinder is proudly presented by our new sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. You ready, Lindsay? I'm ready. Take Are it away, ready? producer Lindsay. All right, so UNC's sixth man, Puff Johnson, which I want to say is a tremendous name, by the way, he exited late during last night's game against Kansas due to an apparent stomach discomfort. Johnson had the wind knocked out of him after taking a blow to the stomach, and he went down to his hands and knees before appearing to vomit on the floor for everybody to see. Johnson was okay, of course. He returned to the game, and then he later missed an ill-advised game-tying three-pointer in the chaotic final seconds of the game. But that's not what I want to ask you guys about. I want to ask you, have you ever gotten sick, like physically ill, in a really big moment before? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe right. I'm going to bring this home here to the world of radio. I was one time conducting an interview with Pete Carroll. And Pete can talk. And I don't know what happened, but like right in the middle of the interview, I was like, so Pete, um, this kid, this Reggie Bush kid, looks like he's a pretty good player. And then Pete starts talking, and I lose it on the air. Just like this kid in the game. I get up. I run to the bathroom. Wait, wait, wait. Can you do that again? Run to the bathroom, grab a bunch of paper towels, come back to clean the puke off my computer and my microphone, all the while Pete is still talking about Reggie Bush. So, yeah, been there, done that. Georgie? Smooth. Like, physically sick? No, I mean, I've been sick because I've had, like, an illness, but not because, like, a moment made me physically. Like, I don't know. I don't have, I've never had that kind of moment, no. Sorry, no? swipe left. Unfortunate. Okay. Everybody should. I, mean, I did once I once when I was trying to be in the uh, the local fair had like a talent show. My friends and I tried being in it and I got too nervous and I puked. And I was like, sorry, guys, can't do it. <laughs> can't even do it. Here I am talking on the radio, though, now. Who would have thunk? All right. So after more than two years of remote work and multiple return to office delays, many employees are heading back to the office, at least part time. And one corporate executive could not be happier. Ex-Google CEO Eric Schmidt said that it's very important that people be at the office. He's been arguing for decades that the in-office style is most effective and is better for developing successful management skills. Do you guys agree with him? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Hmm. I'm going to swipe left. I think everything should be based on its own situation, basically. Like, I think that there are plenty of situations where people work remotely. We've seen that at this company, um, whether it's here with us. Um, Cap and I have been doing this show on remote from each other 
the entire time. And I actually think the show has grown into a great show um, despite that. Like, I, And I think that it's – honestly, the shows we've done in person I think have been worse than the shows we've done <laughs> when we're on remote. So it's like I, – I, yeah, I don't think that that's, every, that that's every situation. I think that every situation should be judged based on its own merit. So. I'm going to swipe left also, and I'm going to say this. Some people need to go to the office. They can't focus at home. They can't concentrate. They're not as productive, et cetera, et cetera. On the other hand, some people, myself I think included, I'm way more productive by working from home than I am by having to go into an office. It's, it's you know, you don't waste as much time. You're not wasting as much gas. I just, I think working from home, which is something I'd never done before until the pandemic hit, I think it works out great. I like it. I don't want to go back to the office. I mean, I miss everybody, but I, I like being home. I feel like um, the, like the hours or the minutes, whatever you want to add up, of production, there's way more of them in, in at-home day than there is in the office. Because in the office, it's like you're going up and <clears throat> excuse me, getting snacks, and you're talking to people, and you're going and visiting. You know what I mean? Like I feel like when you're at home, you can like sit down and like knock stuff out. Plus, it also removes the commute, you know? Yeah, I don't have any problem with the way we're doing things right now, George. I'm I'm good the way we are, man. Well, you guys are going to be coming back pretty soon, so mm-hmm. don't get too comfy. I don't know. Right. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know about here. that. The the Masters have unveiled the menu for this year's Champions Dinner. Mm-hmm. The dishes, of course, picked by Hideki Matsuyama himself, are to honor the first ever Japanese golfer to win a men's major golf championship. Of course, he took home the legendary green jacket from the Masters last year. This year's dinner will open with sushi, sashimi, and nigiri, and yakitori chicken skewers for appetizers. Sorry, that's my dog in the background. It's all right. Chewie hears about food and he gets hungry. Starts... I know. He's excited. Yeah. So for the main course, they're going to serve miso-glazed black cod and wagyu. Oh, that's delicious. Really good. Wagyu ribeye with mixed mushrooms and vegetables. And they'll top it off with a Japanese strawberry shortcake for dessert. Mm. So instead of having you swipe, I'm going to ask you guys, what would your champion's dinner be? First of all, I saw this online earlier this morning. I thought literally everything that he had on that menu sounded delicious. Delish. Um, And it's better than what Bubba Watson had one year, which was literally like grilled chicken, Caesar salad, and like mac and cheese. I'm like, that is like the most basic, boring dinner ever. Um uh, okay, what would I have? See, I'd probably do a little uh, little Cuban style, right? Mm-hmm, right. Um, so I do like some like roasted mojo pork, right? Mm-hmm, With mm-hmm. Um, some rice and black beans. Some you know, uh, you can do white rice or yellow rice, whatever you want. Um, I, that would be like the main dish. Um, so an appetizer, you could do like tostones rellenos. Uh, which are basically plantains uh, that you can kind of cook them and make them look so like good. a cup, like a little cup, and you could put uh, different uh, meats in there. You could put like maybe ground beef, or you could put some uh, some uh, uh, you know what is it, uh, pulled chicken, or you can put uh, some shrimp in there, and like you know you could put like uh, some you know some ceviche or whatever. Like you could put a lot of different things in there. That'd be like the appetizer, and then for dessert, I guess if you're gonna be, if I'm gonna stick with the Cuban theme. It would be like flung or something like that. George, I like where your head's at because in the case of Hideki Matsuo, first of all, if you would have said to me who won the Masters last year, I'd be like, uh, I don't know. So that's first of all. And I like the idea of trying to introduce cultural things. So, like, for me, am I going to give everybody, like, uh, chopped liver before we get started? Uh, 
gefilte fish, matzo ball soup. Am I going to really do that like pastrami and cornbread? Well, most people just pick their favorite food. Well, that's what I would do. So what I would do is, is I would say I'm going to have food stations. I'm going to have pizza over here. Mexican food over here, and I'm going to get the In-N-Out, you know, uh, catering truck over here. I do pizza, burgers, and burritos because that's my favorite stuff. I mean, I could okay. go cultural for you. I could do matzo ball soup, you know, and deli-style pastrami sandwiches and things like that. Hot pastrami with a nice spicy mustard on rye, delish. Well, but I think I'm going to go with my favorite because, stuff. Yeah, his happens to be, you know, his favorite food. Yeah, but that... What he picked is awesome, like uh, the yeah. sushi and yeah. the nigiri and then the uh, and then the miso glazed. Uh, oh my god! Like I've had that actually. I had that in Vegas last year. I went to some restaurant. I forgot where it was. Mark Jones invited me, and um, name drop during summer league. And we went, and it was unbelievable. It was incredible. I'd never had it before like that, and it was so good. I like that. I like I like what uh, Hideki is doing. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next, Liz? That's it for Radio Tinder. All, got, all huh? right, then. That's it for Radio Tinder. All right, speaking of which, uh, I know you want to get into Tiger, so we can I get do. into that. I do. Um, we can touch on that a little bit. And then uh, there is one more Lakers thing. Like, we never got into this whole Anthony Davis firing back at critics thing. So we can uh, kind of wrap it up with those two things on the other side. We'll be back in – oh, no break? We're still going? At All Duke, right. Duke We're Albany? still going. Didn't you see Laura's text message? I didn't. No, I was eating my salad. Oh, what kind of salad? That's a John Ireland move, eating the salad. Well, I've got a game coming up here shortly. For I had, I had mentioned there that uh, I don't know if you, if you heard, but, uh, you know, tonight the Lakers are actually playing a playoff game. But, no, not against the Suns. The South Bay Lakers will be playing on ESPN, on big ESPN. It's the only G League playoff game that will be on ESPN. Right now the Bucks and Bulls are playing on ESPN. And right after that, it'll be me calling the action for your South Bay Lakers taking on the Santa Cruz Warriors, the Bay versus L.A. All right, go, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question because I don't yeah. know anything about these G League playoffs, okay? Right. I've never paid attention to it. It's until... a one-and-done situation until the finals. Okay, so yeah. how long, like, if you, when, when would the finals be, Do you have, approximately? Um, I mean, it's a couple weeks. Like, the okay. whole thing happens in a couple weeks. All right, so here's my question for you. If the South Bay Lakers win tonight mm-hmm. and advance... They advance. Yeah, well, we'll have to. I, I have to look at the schedule to see who's playing now and and see who, who they'd play next. Is that mm-hmm. going to be your question? No, my question is: Should oh. we jump on the South Bay bandwagon? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and if and since the the real Lakers are going to yeah. get eliminated, and I'm more interested in winning time right now than I am in actual Laker basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm more entertained by winning time when I'm getting my Laker fix on winning time. Right. If the South Bay Lakers win this game in advance. Should we not start following the South Bay Lakers? Yeah, I agree. We should. I follow them on Twitter already. I've followed them for years, and they uh, follow me. Are they at South Bay Lakers? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Because I, 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 I don't follow them, I don't think. Okay, South Bay. Yeah, at South Bay Lakers. Okay, there they are. Yeah. All right, they got a new follower. Maybe they'll join our community. Laura, your friend is their DJ? Is that what you said? Yeah, and DJ Mike Sincere. Well, DJ Mike Sincere, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Is he sincere or is he insincere? <laughs> He's sincere. He is. He's a sincere guy. DJ yeah, me sincere. and Briones went to college with him. Oh, really? There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. How nice. I'll make sure to shout him out for you. You should. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So, yeah, so that'll be a real playoff game tonight, 735. On so, ESPN? You know, on ESPN. Yeah, because here's the thing. We all know that this, this Suns game is probably not going to go so well. So. Well, Speaking of I mean, which, uh, coverage begins at 6 p.m. with Sliwa and Michael Thompson. So is Sliwa going to talk to us or no? Uh, he's warming around. Him and I just chatted. 
Oh, really? How did things go? I mean, can we, can we talk about, like, just making him feel like he's part of the family without necessarily being so upset all the time? I, you know, listen, I think Sweet's got to get ready for his show. He's got to get ready for his show tomorrow. It's all good. So that's you telling me don't, 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 don't bring it. Yeah, him. Don't, don't poke the bear. Listen, I think, listen, let's, let's, if Slee wants Slee, to come we in. We love you. Slee, you should come in here. I'm, I'm just trying to Slee. tell him, listen, bro, John Ireland is the voice of the Los Angeles Lakers, okay? I would imagine that many people uh, listening, you know, uh, would strive one day to want to be the voice of the Los Angeles Lakers. It's an unbelievably prestigious role to have. And the man is dressing in a bunny suit next week, for God's sake. I understand. I just think Slee, you know, listen, Slee, he does ask Slee three times a week. He's a good sport with a lot of things. I think maybe we just let, you know, let, let the rest of the dogs lie. Okay. I'm just telling them, hey, that's he, part of the deal, baby. Mike Breen was on Imus in the morning. Good morning, Mr. Imus. And that's how he ended up becoming, like, the voice of the Knicks and then eventually the voice of the NBA. Remember so when, like, when Imus would give time checks? You remember, Cap, when they played the quack quack? Yeah, I do. I think we should bring that back. Like, I say it's 5.43 p.m., <laughs> and then Laura plays a quack quack. You know, actually, Chris, there are, or, there are wait, wait, there, wait. Can we come up with something a little more? I mean, I don't want to necessarily rip off Imus, um, but can we come up with something that doesn't necessarily rip off Big Boy because you know he's got the cowbells. You know what I mean? So like, but like maybe something similar that we could do. Exactly. So I say it's five forty-three in the Southland. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But I actually like the idea of paying homage to your favorite radio shows growing up. Yeah, but uh, I didn't really actually like Imus, so no, I, mean, it's okay. I wouldn't want to do that. When I, when I was a kid, there was a guy, and George, <laughs> you'll remember this guy, and anybody who was an ESPN viewer for many years will probably remember this guy, Hank Goldberg. Anybody remember yes, him? Of course. Okay. I do, yeah. Okay. He's, uh, he was their gambling guy for a long, long time. Yeah. He used to have a sound effect on his radio show called oh, The yeah. Bobbit. Yeah, yeah. It was a guy getting cut up. You know, right. Like they they were like sharpening the knife. Kaplan, how is this the segue you made somehow? Yeah. I, exactly. Thank well, you. You, you, wanted, you wanted quack, bobbit? quack, Imus. Yeah, I want the bobbit. I wanted a duck sound. You went with the bobbit. The bobbit. Because yeah, when somebody bobbit. calls. Somebody like, getting, getting dismembered. Right. So when somebody calls and it's a terrible phone call, it's like, you know what? You're getting the bobbit. Chop. Ah! We should do that. This is why we don't let you have the idea. I was going to say, I feel like using the term, like, the bobbit is a little out of date. Just well, it little... is outdated, too. It is outdated. That. that is true. Yeah. But that's what it was called back then. Back then. Our right. friend uh, in the sales department, David Kent, just texted and said, let the sleeping dogs lie. Did I not? Did I say that wrong terminology? I've been making a lot of mistakes today. Hello, David. Hello, David. I woke up at, like, 2 o'clock this morning. I feel you. So. Yeah. Okay. Let, right. let sleeping dogs lie is what I said, right? Isn't that what I meant? I think you said let lying dogs sleep. I don't remember what you said. I think you said let lying dogs sleep. I might have said something wrong. But how about this? Lindsay, uh, producer Laura, let's do on this day one last one here. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. On this day back in 1987, at the time, the fledgling Fox Network debuted with one of their core shows that would help build it. Married with Children, Sedano and Cap. Love this movie. I mean, show. Sorry. Yeah. It was of course, a great Al show. Bundy, Peggy Bundy. Uh, I had a strong, I was drawn to Peggy Bundy as a youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. liked Peggy. And uh, what was that? Applegate's, Christian Applegate's character's name? Kelly Bundy. Kelly Bundy, yeah. 
And then Bud Bundy. Bud Bundy. Oh, Bud Bundy. We all wanted to be Bud Bundy a little bit. Let's, let's be real. Did we? I don't know. I don't know. You know. I don't remember I feel thinking like I want to be Bud Bundy. Really? I feel like Bud Bundy had like, uh, he had like a lot of side hustle going on, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great show. It really was. And you're right. I think a lot of us had something for Peggy Bundy. Oh, yeah. It was the tight, yeah. like, leopard skin pants and the heels, you know, and the big hair. She was a full-figured woman. Mm-hmm. Had a motherly, uh, you know, thing about her. Yes. Great show. Would... What were the neighbors' names on that show? Oh, well, it was the guy, the, what's his name? Um, what was the, wasn't he was in like... Happy Days for right. a minute, too, that yeah. guy. Yeah, the good-looking guy from Happy Days. He was the second husband. Right. 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 Oh, that's right. He was the second husband. Because there was a short guy with, like, uh, dark brown hair. He was the first husband. Right. Right. That's true. There and was then the good-looking guy. guy from Ted Happy McGinley Days. is the guy. Ted I'm McGinley. Yeah. Was he on the Love Boat, too, for a short time? He was on the Love right. Boat. Yeah, he's always just like, he was just like the good-looking guy on TV for right. a long time. Yeah. The Love Boat. Yeah. Soon we'll be making another run. So Steve Rhodes was the original husband. But, ah, but what was go. their name? They had the uh, Marcy. Steve Rhodes was his name in the on the show. Oh, oh so really? Marcy. Ro- so the Ro- Marcy, Marcy Ro- and Mar- Steve. Marcy yeah, were the original, Steve. and then it was Marcy and Jefferson. Not to be confused with Scott and Rachel. Correct. Correct. Right. That's right. <laughs> By the way, Ed yeah. O'Neill. I mean, Ed O'Neill's had two. Like, think about like his his like life in television. Two right. incredible shows. Right. right. Huge hits. Now, do you guys remember the name? Of the high school that Ed O'Neill's character went to, because you know he's oh, always Polk living. High. Polk High, yeah, Polk that's right. High. Yeah, yeah. Remember Three his... touchdowns in the championship game, or whatever. And ask you if you remember his accomplishments. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polk High. Yeah, very good. Um, great show. But anyway, Lakers not a great show this year. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis basically saying that. Uh, did, what did he say? Did he say that? <laughs> that basically health was the reason that yeah, they went he, south. Yeah, he pretty much said. And this was on, let's see, today's Tuesday. So I think this was Sunday afternoon after right. they lost this past weekend yeah, to, to Denver. To Denver, yes. Right. He said, you know, I think to myself, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty close. He said, I think to myself what we might have been if it wasn't for all the injuries. And he brought up, of course, himself, right. uh, LeBron, um, Kendrick Nunn, who, I mean, that did he play one game this year? Did he play one minute he did not. this year? He did right? not. So he, he said, you know, we, we the thing I'll remember about this season is we, the Lakers, never had a chance to find out who we might have been. And to me, what's funny about that whole notion is, dude, it's you. You cannot stay healthy. I'm not blaming you. You're not intentionally getting hurt. No, of course not. You yeah. just can't stay healthy. Yeah. So when you when you giggle or you bemoan, this idea of we'll never know what we might be because we couldn't be healthy. No, no, you couldn't be healthy. And I love what Magic said the other day when he made his rounds on ESPN. This was yesterday. He said, Anthony Davis needs to completely redo whatever it is that he does during yeah. the offseason. No question about it. Seriously. Like, dude, I don't know what you've been doing for the last three offseasons, but do the opposite. Like Correct. Costanza, the whole thing. Yeah. 100%. Remember when Costanza decided to do the opposite? No, I mean, I vaguely remember. Yeah. Well, don't you remember he was going to have a tuna salad sandwich, but he decided to get a chicken salad sandwich because he was going to be completely the opposite, and then Jerry told him that the opposite of a tuna salad is really a salmon salad, not a chicken salad? You don't remember that? <laughs> no, I don't remember no. that. All right. Well, <laughs> but that's funny. Do the opposite. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you, I, and we've talked about it. Like, he got too – here's the problem. He came in this season too bulky. And, you know, I'll give Bill Simmons credit. He was kind of the first to kind of 
uh, jump on that. And uh, and he's right. He got too big. And look, I, I know Chris is going to make fun of me, but I, I you know, because I'm going to invoke Pat Riley's name again. But Riles, I mean, you'll see it on winning time eventually when they get to this part. You know, he'll always tell he tells you as you age, especially if you're going to be an athlete, you got to get thinner, man. You can't you can't keep bulking up. You got to get thinner. And I think that AD needs to be leaner, not thinner. Leaner is the better word, I would say. Well, he listen again. Whatever he has done in the off season, whoever his trainer has been, uh, fire him or her and start over. In fact, go find Tom Brady's trainer. How does Tom Brady stay healthy all these years at forty four years old, still in the NFL, passing for fifty two hundred well, yards this past year? I mean, I'm sure there's. There's a lot of modern medicine and things of that nature. Well, fine. That's fine. Regimens and that's fine. Then that's what Anthony Davis should do. Yeah. Anthony Davis should call Tom Brady and say, can I talk to your guy? Yeah. Um, look, I, I think that Anthony Davis definitely needs to figure this out. I don't think there's any question about that. Speaking of figuring it out, if you got to figure it out with your car because it's due for service, head to your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient services for your car. For busy people just like you, you don't have to drag the kids to the dirty waiting room at Valvoline. You stay in your car nice and safe. All the experts make sure your ride's in peak performance. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, more. Pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit their website, SoCalOilChange.com, for locations and game-winning coupons. All right, so, George, George, yeah. let, let, me, let me throw something at you, okay? Are you going to ask me about Tiger Woods? I am, but I'm going to pose it this way. Okay. Did you watch this Kansas-North Carolina game last night? I did. It was incredible the second half. Very entertaining, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great basketball game. And probably nationally the story of the morning, at least Tuesday morning, earlier today. Well, before Tiger, yeah. Right. And then Major League Baseball is going to have its opening day this week. So we're going to get back to Major League Baseball. Yeah. I would argue today that Tiger Woods saying that he's planning on playing in the Masters, which I think we've all kind of figured that out by now. But the other part of it, somebody asked Tiger Woods at a press conference this morning, do you think you can like compete and win did you happen to see what tiger said he said yeah i I think i can win right that's what he said i think so too it was february (laughs) of 2021 where tiger woods got into what was a people thought potentially fatal car accident i know perhaps uh, could have lost his house right could i remember us being on the air that day could have lost his leg was off his feet for i don't know six months Tiger Woods said the only thing is it's the walking the course. His swing is fine. His game is fine. His head is there. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Tiger Woods is going to make the cut at the Masters. This is the 25-year anniversary of his first Masters championship, 1997. He's going to make the cut, and I think we're all going to be sitting around this weekend watching the Masters because Tiger's about to give yeah, us but I think another if he story. Makes the, if he makes the cut, that's already a big deal. You know what I'm saying? I think you he's going to be. So? Oh no! I think it's a huge deal, and I think yeah. that I don't know why, other than I'm naive and I'm a Tiger fan. I think he's going to be in it. I think he's going to be there. And man, if it's Sunday afternoon, and can you imagine Tiger Woods walking up to the 18th green, and he's in it? Man, I mean, the whole world will be watching this thing. You, will you be watching this weekend? I mean, do you yeah, have... I, I, I would, I would, I am definitely watching because Tiger's involved. And if because if Tiger wasn't involved, I mean, I'd be glancing at it and probably watch a ton on Sunday. But now I'll be glued, not glued. Well, glued is probably not the right word because I won't be glued. I'm lying. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll certainly be watching and tuning in and, and checking it out beginning, you know, 
tomorrow, or uh, actually Thursday. Yep. Yeah. I, I listen again. Maybe it's naive to think, but I love a great story. And Tiger Woods coming back to his first event, really. Um, it's the 25-year anniversary of his first win at the Masters, and he's coming back after the accident. I mean, what has happened in the last 25 years in this guy's life? The highs and the lows and the highs and the lows and then more highs and now more lows. he got to have more highs. Come on, Tiger. Win this whole thing. Do it. Any chance? Anybody? No, no he's not winning. You want to make a bet that he wins? Depends. What are you putting up? I mean, you want to do another bottle of wine? Yeah, but but the odds are so so stacked against Tiger that I need to have like I'll put up a bottle of wine, but you got to put up a case of wine. <laughs> <laughs> you they me? are stacked. Actually, he's like the most bet thing on DraftKings. Whether now some people are betting him to win, some people are betting him not to make the cut, right? But he's he's driving the gambling on this thing for sure. Again, I know it's naive to think, but it is doesn't, naive to doesn't everybody just root oh, for Oh, I it? would love for it to happen, man. Like, we were talking about the other day. Like, I was saying, like, I didn't remember when, um, when, when, I was, when I've ever cried at sports. And then a guy called in and said, when Tiger won the Masters, and I said, yes, you know what? I do remember being on a plane and watching the, the, uh, the Masters when he won, and he, when he hugged his son, you know, just like nowadays, anything that involves, like, parents and son and you know children you know uh, daughters and sons or anything that involves like family like that gets me immediately like but that that's it like that that was the only time that i remember crying at a, about a sporting event mm. well i'll tell you right now if tiger woods winds up winning this thing and he's walking up to the 18th green yeah. and everybody on that golf course is there uh, because yeah. i don't know if you've seen any of the pictures but dude like in these practice rounds if I've let's heard say he looks good yeah, if, well, but if there are if there are ten thousand patrons there watching at Augusta, yeah. nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine of them are following Tiger Woods. I mean, oh, yeah, everybody there why, is watching Tiger. Yeah, of course, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I have a buddy who's there right now. He's never been. Is he, does he no. want to? Does he want to report? No. Why do we want? I mean, really? Does he want to report from the course? By the time we're on, he's probably going to be drunk. Like, what are you talking about? Man? And really? you can't even have your phones there. Oh, you yeah. can't. No. I don't know. I've never been to Augusta. No, you cannot go. You cannot bring your phones on the premises with you. Right. Oh, you, the dude, only way you'd be able go. to call us is like from the hotel or whatever. Yeah, I can't go. My if brother you tell did, me I, but he yeah. called from a, a payphone. He had to call from a payphone. Yeah. If you tell me I have to give up my phone, I'm not going. Okay. Well, there you go. Then you're never going. All right. We're done here. Excellent work, Kaplan. Excellent work by you, George Sedano. Excellent work, Lindsay and Laura. Uh, the Lakers pregame show with Alan Sliwa, who oh, hopefully man. is not mad at anybody and knows that we love him. Uh, and Michael Thompson, who's old, and honestly, I'm surprised he hasn't needed another hip at this point. Oy. But they will have your analysis coming up next.